Hey, hey, friends, this is Rachel Vakarik, and this is the Soul CEO Podcast, episode four, and we are continuing part two of how to become a micro-celebrity and the importance of personal branding. And if you haven't let, listened yet to episode three, make sure you guys go back there, check it out. It'll prep you on this. We talked about the importance of really choosing what it is that you want to specialize in. Um, Sometimes you've heard maybe a phrase of pick a niche and get rich. Talk a little bit about that, choosing a brand bucket, and then becoming a teacher. And I have one last tip that I think is going to be huge for you guys, huge when it comes to making connections and building a tribe of raving fans. Now, I'm super excited because this podcast is getting approved on all sorts of platforms and just 15 minutes before recording this, we are now on Apple. Ah, I'm so excited. Like, uh, estoy emocionado. <laughs> I just got back from Cancun. So I am very, very excited. I feel blessed. God is good. Oh, all glory be to him. And if you're watching or listening to this stream on Apple, do me a favor, please, 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 uh, por favor, subscribe, leave it five stars and a review, five stars and a review. And I'm going to be doing some fun giveaways here in the future and coming up with some really cool stuff for all of you guys that are leaving reviews and giving me some cash and prizes. And I've already been getting people that have been screenshotting this and putting it to their stories. Tag me at Soul CEO or Rachel Picard on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and reshare it for sure. It really means a lot to me. Um, this is a dream come true and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So I hope you guys are getting a ton of value already. Okay, let's dive into episode four. Now, if you guys had kind of heard my story that I had started in business doing the traditional offline route, and it was after several years of kind of banging my head against the wall that I sat down with a mentor and he said, you got to start doing videos. So in 2009 began my YouTube journey. And it, you know, it was really an interesting time thinking back then because I had did not set out to build a brand. I did not set out to become famous by any means. Uh, I just wanted leads. But when I think about where most entrepreneurs are, whether they be in the home-based business industry or otherwise, they are desiring to gain influence, to gain referrals, to gain virality when it comes to internet marketing. That's probably why you're here on this podcast is, you know, something about faith or learning new tactics in business. But I want you to imagine like over the next coming months and years following some of these tactics, getting very focused and intentional about building a brand that you could have a tribe of people, your followers that you know, maybe there's dozens or hundreds or even thousands that love every post. They share every video that you do, every piece of content. They salivate when you, you know, have your next product release. They're like your easy sales, your easy signups, your easy enrollments. Imagine even if like you say you're in real estate, like they refer you to all of your friends and colleagues. Those are super fans. And you can do this, guys, by becoming a micro celebrity because ultimately we want to have uh, create a group of people that will buy every product and join every venture that you align with. Um, and I think that today's day and age is very prepped for this. It is the rise of influencer marketing. We see Instagram influencers, YouTubers. We, there's teenagers making millions of dollars on YouTube, you know, through sponsorships and ads. I remember when I started following a lot of like fashion and travel and beauty bloggers, they'd post their selfies and their outfits and travel around the globe, BC. 
BC before COVID. Get it? <laughs> but then they'd share a coupon code for their favorite curling iron or their favorite hair vitamin. And, and they, they're able to monetize off it. Now, chances are you already have an opportunity inside of network marketing to monetize, right? You're not looking for sponsorships to some, you know, silly supplement that you never really took or some skincare that you think is gross just because they're going to pay you to do a blog post. That's inauthentic. I, d- I don't like that at all. It's one of the things I hate about influencers. I think most of what they sell, they are not aligned with. And I hope you guys have that. Like they are getting paid. Like it is an ad. What I love about network marketing, just like a side note here, like whoop, bunny trail, squirrel moment, is that people become a distributor for the most part, for the overwhelming most part, because they were transformed or they love the products. Like I have met very, 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 very few, like I probably could count it on one hand in 14 years, how many distributors, successful distributors, just don't even care about their products or indifferent or apathetic. Most, when I ask them, they're like, these are the best products on the planet earth. It's the best shake. It's the best oils. It's the best shampoo, right? Like we, like we have the best little yellow poo. <laughs> so it's like, we, we love our products. And so instead of chasing endorsements for products that we really don't care because they're trying to fund a great lifestyle, which is like, you know, you do you boo boo. Like, no, you know, no shade, not throwing shade. No, I just think we have a better way. We find products that we actually absolutely love. And now using technology, using these tactics, we build a following of people that love us and they want to buy from us. And so this is really just viral internet marketing strategies 101. Um, you know, it's just, it's, there's so much potential. Okay. Time to stand up. It is time to stand up, step out and set yourselves apart as an authority figure inside of your network. I mean, guys, imagine being the number one person that somebody thinks of when they think of wellness or essential oils or hair care or travel or whatever it might be. Okay. So tip number one on the last episode was pick a bucket some sort of genre niche that you can specialize in that you probably have expertise or passion in. And then begins tip two is teaching as an expert. Today's lesson, if you're taking notes, write this down. Tip number three, connection, not commission. One of my friends, John Melton, John and Nadia Melton, shout out to them. Uh, They're trainers in the industry as well as top earners. And they always use the phrase like, don't have commission breath. I don't know about you, but I love to buy and I hate being sold. A couple of, this was a little over a year ago, I moved uh, back to Wisconsin. Now I'm in Minnesota, but I, I lived in Wisconsin for a short period of time and I had just moved there from um, Scottsdale, Arizona. So I moved back to the Midwest and I moved into a bigger home and so I had to furnish it. So I went to a local, like kind of like Ashley Furniture and I had every intention of buying a living room set that day. Absolutely every intention. Hold on, let me just grab a drink really quick. Every intention of going there and purchasing. And when I walked in immediately, like it was like vultures. Maybe it was like a really slow Wednesday or something. They were like super excited to see anybody breathing and walking in with like a pocketbook. Uh, but they immediately like it was, it was, they were on me like a hawk, like white on rice. And uh, they're like, you know, hey, what are you looking for today? How can I help you? And I just said instinctively. I said, just browsing. I was not just browsing. I was not just browsing. I was not. I was going there to buy a couch. But because there was like, nobody wants to be sold. Everyone wants to buy. I don't have commission breath. Write this down. Four words. Tattoo it, if you will. Be a good human. 
I think gone are the days, I hope so, I hope they're on their way out, of cold messaging a million people a day. Like, you might have to do that for a short period of time. It's kind of like cold calling. You might need to do this, but like, can we really move on from the sliding into people's DMs? Hey, girl. Hey, 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 girl. Hey, you know, hey, I'm I'm doing this thing, doing this thing. Like, no, stop. Like, you don't even know me. You spelled my name wrong. Like, you don't even... You didn't even take a look at my profile. You didn't even see that I'm in a competing company with you. Just stop. This is the best part about it, guys. You can build a personal brand, but the effectiveness depends on the good human behind it. And I see a really cool trend that's happening with corporations right now as they're moving to creating or even elevating a face or a character, right? An avatar of their brand. And so it's like, it's kind of, a character would be like Flo in Progressive Insurance, right? Flo, the auto insurance girl, uh, the cute little, she's on all the commercials, right? And it allows you to connect with a very impersonal service, which is like on the phone or online auto insurance. And now there's 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 like a person. Um, a, a more current example like would be Tesla. Nobody wants to follow Tesla. No, nobody really follows Tesla. They follow Elon Musk, capiche, okay? It's the person. So we got to create that, that personal connection. And so we want to begin connecting with people. You want to begin connecting with people on a daily basis. It's so funny. Uh, a few months ago, I had uh, a couple of my top earners from my team uh, fly up from Indiana uh, and uh, the two couples, and we had a great weekend. It was it was not a work weekend. It was like barbecuing and playing pool and ping pong in the house, and it just was. We just had a blast. Just cooked and ate and 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 you know listened to worship music. It just it was a blast. So we had everyone over, and here's the funny part: five of us are network marketers, and Tony, my husband, is the odd man out. He is corporate as corporate as it gets. He's a director of HR for a big Fortune 500 company and uh, super successful, loves his career. I'm so proud of him. Love you, baby. You're amazing. Uh, but he's the only non-network marketer. So the other of us are all pretty much in network marketing or kind of running an affiliate business. And so we have this really great, um, Tony's best friend, John Skrabek, shout out to John, made us this beautiful um, uh, Adirondack chair set in our backyard. And so we always, all day long in the month of July, the whole weekend, we are out there. Six beautiful chairs surrounding the fire pit. And there's one moment where we're all sort in the fire pit and Tony must have been inside doing something and he came outside and all five of us network marketers were on our phones. <laughs> and he he just said something really cute. He goes, oh, you guys are MLMing, huh? You guys are MLMing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. You guys are MLMing. And anytime he'd catch a bunch of us on our phone, like, oh, yeah, they're MLMing. And so it kind of became the joke. In fact, we did a team retreat in Scottsdale, Arizona last fall. And we took a bunch of photos next to the pool. There's about 20, 20 of us staying in a mansion. And one of the photos, Tony's like, okay, let's all take a photo looking at our phones. We're Emma Lemming. I'm like, okay, only the corporate guy would suggest to do that. And so uh, where was I going with this? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So ultimately we want to start connecting people. So when Tony knows when I'm at my phone, I am not just scrolling Instagram. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm in a scroll hole. But I am usually in conversations, like a mass amount of conversations. Even a lot of my close friends or business partners, like sometimes I I, I miss a message from them and I've, I've taught them, hey, 
if I don't respond within a day, like just bump it back up because they know I'm just, I'm just in so many conversations. And so while there are, there's a million ways to build a brand, right? You can do it through ads and a lot of paid methods and whatever. Um, but I think now that if you've picked your bucket and you're ready or beginning to start to teach, we have to connect with those people, like your followers, your friends. We need to build relationships. And ideally, what we want to do to go find them, we want to find the groups or the communities of people that are going to be interested in your content, what you're teaching, right? They're going to be searching for the information, the the, the solutions that you're providing to their problems. They want your value. And finger crossed, fingers crossed, they're going to want uh, ideally your products, your opportunity, so give you an example, where to find these people, where to connect with them, where to start the conversations is Facebook. So Facebook, uh, you can begin joining Facebook groups. Uh, now, when I join a Facebook group, I've been in groups for years, I do not spam. I do not message. I do not drop my link. I don't make a curiosity post. And then I say, hey, DM me for information. Ner, ner, ner. Be a good human. Be a good human. Write that down. Be a good human. Guys, this is going to get you blocked from that group anyways. What you want to do is you want to join the group and add value, meaning once a week, you know, see what else is kind of going on, the conversations, what other people are posting and kind of mimic that or up level that, you know, people might be asking more questions. Maybe you can share a tip, right? Uh, add some value. I've been in several different anti-aging groups and I've add, added, you know, long story posts of what I've done to my health. I didn't say anything about the supplements I was taking or message me for information. No, no, no. But guess what? I got so much response from it and I found new friends. Now, when you join these groups, you can also look for influencers. Influencers are positive. They're active members. Uh, when they post, they get a lot of traction. I go to their profile. To me, an influencer has over 2,000 friends. And if they're in that group and they're active on Facebook, I friend them. Now, I don't friend them with the idea that like I'm going to pitch them right away. I just want to get them on my feed. I want to get them on my feed. I want to start dialoguing with them. I want to start building rapport with them. I'll also build rapport with the admins or moderators, right, to get on their good side. Um, there's been times where I've been asked to even be a, a side admin in groups and help moderate them uh, just because of the value that I add, right? And that gives you instant credibility inside of a niche. Like if you're in a... Uh, I don't know, a gardening group of 10,000 people and you become an admin, you're just going to naturally have more leadership, right? So if you add, let's say 10 new friends a day from a Facebook group, six days a week, right? Take Sunday off. You'll have 3,100, 30, 3,120 new friends every single year. So over 3,100 new friends every single year. And you can kind of clear those out year to year, you know, delete the ones that are inactive, delete the ones that are dead. Oh God, that's really bad, isn't it? It's really bad, but you do, you got to delete them. Like I feel really bad. Okay, moving on. But you get, you kind of clear them out, you find new people. But if you're struggling to get to 5,000 friends, which is the max you can have on Facebook, guys, get into a couple Facebook groups that are into your brand buckets, the ones that are active, the ones that have new posts every day, and start connecting with people. If you're into the equine world or horse world, and that's like your niche, it's like, okay, if that's my bucket, my brand bucket is horse training and advice, and you have maybe a supplement that helps horses, go join a bunch of horse groups and add a bunch of equine people, add a bunch of hobby horse owners, like go and make connections. Now, what's so cool is that some of these new friends, they're going to see your next Facebook live. They're going to see you teaching. They're going to see you adding value. They're going to see your Facebook stories. They might see a product offer or a sale or a promotion for a webinar or an opportunity Zoom that you're doing. And a few of them, 
hopefully a lot of them, are going to begin to fall in love with you. They're going to fall in love with everything that you post and do and everything that you are, right? They're the ones that will become a super fan. They're going to be the ones that are going to love every post, share every piece of content, salivate when you you know launch a new product, right? This is awesome. Now, as you connect and have conversations, here's what's so amazing, is that as you get to know them as a human, caring about them, being genuinely interested in them, people don't know how much you don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Famous Maya Angelou quote, and it's so true. You've heard it a million times. But you have these conversations and you ask questions, you're likely going to find a problem. And hopefully you can solve that with your network marketing opportunity. Maybe they don't have time. They don't have money. Maybe they're bored. Maybe they're locked down. I don't know. A prospect, boom, a prospect is born. One of my friends and mentors, Fraser Brooks, by the way, you got to go subscribe to his podcast. Oh my gosh. Ninja network marketing guru, the best one. He's a generic network marketing trainer, but he's, he's built massive teams, like hundreds of thousands of distributors. He made millions by the time he was 30 uh, from the UK, lives in Dubai with his gorgeous wife. And he says in network marketing, we turn strangers into friends and friends into family. Fraser, I love that. We turn strangers into friends and friends into family. And a micro celebrity brand, it will do just that you will begin to create a second family. Now, in closing, there is one pitfall in starting a personal brand from scratch, and that is it can feel really slow. We get 30 views on a YouTube video, and we want to quit. Uh, But just remember, guys, 30 people fills a classroom. You get 200 views on like an Instagram Live, and you feel so dumb. But just remember, 250 people that fills an auditorium uh, it's a funny story this week. So we launched this podcast and at first it takes a while. Like today I just shared, we just got an Apple, but it, that takes, it took like five days, four or five days. Um, but it started like on Spotify and a few other like no name kind of podcast services and whatever. And, um, ones that I hadn't heard of at least. And I remember I uploaded my first one and the next morning, I kid you not, this was like Friday night. And on Saturday morning, I opened up my little podcast app and it said I had two downloads. <laughs> Y'all, I screenshot it. I sent it to my husband. I sent it to my mentor. I was so excited. I was. I was. I've counted up a six. Uh, we're at 12, uh, 18, 35. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, ah, I, I have been celebrating it because, like, I know. I've done this from scratch. I know. I know this podcast will be at a million downloads. I don't know if it'll take me a year or two. I don't, I don't know, but I know where it's going to go. Do you know? Are you willing to be consistent? See, what people want more than anything is value and consistency. See, make a promise to yourself. Don't stomp on the sprouts when you only get five views on a post. Or you try some, you try some things and you didn't get any takers. Just keep going. Make a promise to yourself. The future of your business to your loved ones, they're the ones that deserve this, your success story that you're never going to give up. Like I can't believe 10 plus years later by just teaching and loving on people and connecting them that I've been able to live this insane life as a micro celebrity network marketer, simply insane. I didn't set out to build a brand guys. I just wanted leads and oh me, oh my, did it ever work? So wrapping it up, building a brand. You're going to have to be bad before you're good and good before you're great. A personal brand will require you to get outside your comfort zone and to start creating content online. Just do it, Nike. Just do it. 
seek to be known for something, pick a brand bucket that is something that you're passionate about. Um, ideally, it's a market that could also use your product services or your opportunity. Uh, brainstorm content ideas that would address like your following's biggest questions, their concerns, their problems, their hopes, their dreams, their goals. When you have the answer to someone's problem, they will automatically trust you as a solution source. The best content is educational, inspirational, or entertaining. And bonus points if you can be all three, but don't pull a muscle trying to do it. Like if you're not funny, don't be funny. Okay, just do you, boo-boo, all right? And connect with people, comment back when they comment back. Thank them for watching. Repost when they post to you. Wish them a happy birthday. Start a new conversation with people inside of that niche, inside of that brand bucket. Friend them. Return every email personally. Pick up the phone if they need a friend. Be a good human. I hope this podcast was valuable for you today. If you loved it, please rate it five stars. Please give me a uh, little review. Five stars, review, and share, and tag me at Soul CEO on Instagram or Rachel Picard on Facebook, and I would love to connect with you. Guys, we'll see you on the next episode. It's been real. Love you. God bless.